0: Hey there, welcome to Spooky Space where me and my dad are going to do our best to scare the crap out of you. You're welcome. Hey dad. Hello there how you doing
1: I'm good what you got for us today Emily
0: okay well I went down a rabbit hole oh boy so I was doing research on what I thought was gonna be an episode for like spiritualism and the Ouija board um, but I got distracted by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln
1: okay I gotcha well let me see tall hat beard that's him
0: that's him yep (laughs) Uh, it was actually surprising. The more I read, the more I found out that his life was like really depressing. Because uh-huh. you know, all I know him for is like the Emancipation Proclamation and being the president and Civil the good War things and slav- that slavery and all that. Yeah. Uh huh. And the good things that he did. So I don't know. I guess in one way it kind of shows you that. Maybe things aren't always as great as you think they are. But at the same time, it was the 1800s. So maybe this wasn't incredibly sad. Maybe it was more normal.
1: Yeah, I got Um, you. um,
0: So if you don't mind, I think I might start with the history this time before we get into the ghost stories. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm with you.
1: Go on down that rabbit hole.
0: All right. So um, I don't want to get too bogged down in history, like the boring factual stuff, but I'll stick with what's important. So – I read that, like, in his younger years, his, fam- his family lived as squatters in some public land in Indiana.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: During that time, when he was nine, his mother, who was described as stoop-shouldered, thin-breasted, and sad.
1: <laughs> Three strikes against you right there. <laughs>
0: if women didn't have enough to worry about already, stoop-shouldered is another thing to add to the list. <laughs>
1: right. Bless um, your heart.
0: Well, she died when he was nine, and they buried her in a forest.
1: Oh man! Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Luckily, like I guess his dad remarried, and Abe and his stepmom had like a really great relationship after that. So that's one positive thing that came out of it. But that was the first, I guess, his first real encounter with death at that time. Uh huh. And then he met his first love. I guess the woman he wanted to marry. Her name was Anne Rutledge. And then she died unexpectedly at the age of 22 from typhoid fever.
1: Wow. That's young, isn't it?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so this made him, I guess a couple years later, he had an emotional breakdown. Some would say, I think it was probably depression. I was reading that he was plagued with depression throughout his life. And if he was a politician today, that would be considered a character flaw and would probably be disqualifying for lack yeah. of better words, for him. He, did, he dated someone else named Mary before the Mary Todd Lincoln that we know about, and she denied his proposal when he proposed to marry her, and she said that he was deficient in those little links which make up the chain of women's happiness. I would hate if my ex described me as, I don't know that.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But as we know, he did get married to Mary Todd Lincoln, who's a different woman than the one who described him as unable to make women happy.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: they did call off their engagement once, but then they got married later. She's described as being simultaneously stern and affectionate with their children. And then, like, later on, this is way after Abe dies and everything, um, she's eventually committed to an insane asylum.
1: I remember reading that somewhere.
0: It was the talk of the town in 1870,
1: like, for sure. <laughs> I think her... Oldest son had something to do with that. He too, did. Yeah,
0: he's the. Okay, so they had four children Eddie, Willie, Thomas, and Robert. Robert was the only one who made it into adulthood of those four children, and he's uh-huh. the one who had her committed towards the end of her life.
1: Wow. Uh huh.
0: Um, but so Eddie, it, he was, I think, the first born. He died when he was four years old of tuberculosis, and this was before Abraham Lincoln was president. Then. Wow. Um, during Abraham Lincoln's presidency they had a son named Willie at the time and he was 11 he died of typhoid fever and this is what really kind of spiraled I would say both of them so most of the articles and stuff will say that they idolized Willie the one who died second
1: uh-huh. and
0: I also read that Abe's favorite child was Thomas, who happened to have a cleft palate and a lisp. I uh-huh. kind of think they just liked all of their children and didn't want any of them to die. But so after Willie died, which he died on a Thursday, every Thursday, Abe Lincoln would go into um, the green room in the White House and just cry.
1: Wow, the other child died as well.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So Eddie died before it was a before he became president and. It didn't seem like it affected them as much as Willie's death later. Uh huh. So every Thursday he would go into the green room and cry, and then he would also sit outside of Willie's crypt and just cry for hours.
1: Bless his heart. Right. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> so that is when um, kind of spiritualism was taking off—the yeah.
1: height of the Civil War, too. Let me stop you there, Am. So to this point. Abe has lost his mother at a young age, his his first love fiancé, I guess, at an early age as well, and then three out of their four children. Wow.
0: This will be the second out of his four children, and then Thomas doesn't die until after Abe Lincoln dies.
1: Oh, I got you. At any, at any rate, he's, he's had a pretty rough uh, road to hoe there.
0: I don't know if that's just normal for the 1800s with typhoid fever and all that stuff, but... Seems yeah. like a lot for one person. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, Abe would sit outside of Willie's Crypt crying. He would go every Thursday and retreat to the green room. And then that's when his wife, Mrs. Lincoln, she began to hold seances in the red room of the White House. Which, if you're going to pick any room to do a seance in, right. do the green room, maybe not the red.
1: <laughs> the red room, red room, red room. Right. I
0: know it seems that like at least eight seances were held and Abe attended at least two of them. Um, But he seemed to be more of a skeptic of all of the spiritualism stuff and was just kind of there, I think more than anything to monitor his wife to make sure she didn't do anything crazy.
1: Right. And that, uh, having said that, I think that spiritualism movement, that kind of kind of started around then in 1830 or 30s or 40s or something and
0: especially with a civil war because all of the people wanted you know so many people were dying in the Civil War that there were a lot of family members who wanted to talk to service members who had passed away
1: right uh-huh right well I can uh, just me thinking out loud mm-hmm. pardon me I can see where the spiritualism movement would gain a, uh, a popularity because really the one of the hardest thing about losing a loved one or someone that you know when they pass away which we all are going to but one of the hardest things in my mind is um it's like all your communication abilities with that person is like done you're Mm -hmm. just chopped off so it's almost like if you can still communicate with them then they're not really quote-unquote dead you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying? So if if you can communicate with something or someone, it's not really, you have a calm line. So it's, I don't know, there's something to do with death and the finality, but the communication line getting chopped off is uh, a brutal thing. So one of the brutal things. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Shortly after she started doing these seances, I think Mary woke up in the middle of the night and she went to somebody else in the White House. I'm not clear who she was talking to, but she said, she said, like, Willie is alive. He's been coming to my room and standing at the foot of my bed every night and smiling.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: And some, she said that sometimes he wasn't alone, that Eddie, the four-year-old who passed away many years ago, was with him.
1: Right. Who's to say, you know?
0: <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln, in order to do these seances, um, she had contact with a couple spiritual groups and spiritual circle groups in the area. But the most famous one she came into contact with, and I think the one that uh, was closest to her, his name was Charles Colchester, if I'm saying it right. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I believe he was the medium at the seances that President Lincoln attended. And he was also a little bit skeptical of that guy, Mr. Colchester. Uh Uh-huh. So he had White House staff start kind of looking into him and seeing, you know, is this guy just full of tricks? Which, reading about him on a separate rabbit hole, it seems like he kind of was.
1: Uh-huh, I got you. But,
0: Mr. Colchester, he did warn President Lincoln about traveling without security and just going everywhere into the public, and he said he told him that his life was in danger a couple weeks before he was assassinated. Huh. As it turns out, he had also been doing seances with James Wilkes James. You know who I'm talking about, James Wilkes Booth, just down the street from the White House. So it's possible that he had heard or knew of some type of plans to assassinate President Lincoln at that time. Right. But that wasn't the only premonition that President Lincoln had about his death. He actually had two dreams about dying before he was assassinated. Wow, okay. So the first dream that he had um, was, he was looking in a mirror, and he said that there were two reflections of him in this mirror. One was his real reflection, like what you and I would see if we looked into a mirror, and the other was like a pale imitation of him.
1: Now who's this looking, Abe Lincoln himself? Right. okay.
0: And so he didn't, he wasn't really faced by it, but he told his wife and she was like really concerned when she heard about this dream. And she said that the sharper image of him, the clear image indicated that he would finish his first term as the president. And then the faint image was indicative that he would not live to complete his second term, Uh which is really specific. But then the second dream is even more specific than that. What he said was that he went to bed very late and he began to dream. He said there seemed to be a death-like stillness all around. And he started hearing um, subdued crying as if a lot of people were crying. In his dream, he got up and went downstairs to the East Room in the White House. And what he walked into was a display, like one of those old fashioned displays where there's a kind of a coffin with a body in it and flowers all around. Mm -hmm. And so he was looking around this room with the coffin and he was looking at the soldiers and like all the secret service people and everybody was looking like mourning this corpse and the corpse's face was covered. So he looked at the soldiers and said, "Who?" died and they were like the president and he was like wait what happened and their their answer was he was killed by an assassin
1: hmm interesting Uh Mm uh-huh
0: so after his death that's when we start getting the ghost stories about Abe Lincoln
1: right not to interrupt but I I do remember seeing a um some dude took a picture of uh I guess his wife Uh Mary Todd uh uh, was it
0: yes yeah you're right
1: very tight. It was a picture of her and then it was like a ghostly image of Lincoln standing beside her. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually seen that picture. It looks kind of, it looks kind of believable, but the, uh, I think Lincoln is standing behind her and has his hands on her. His hands look kind of like doctored up
0: Uh uh,
1: image wise. So I'm, um, who's to say, I mean, back then photography was like, it was like a new kid on the block, too, and so, you know, it's...
0: You had to sit still for a whole, like, minute or so?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, and then, I, I, you know, who's to say they're how they develop the pictures and, you know, if they, if they wanted to doctor something up, you know, it was such a new technology that it just lends itself to being more scammable, I guess, because mm-hmm. the technology is so new. But who's to say it's kind of an impressive picture?
0: Yeah, I've seen that one, and I read about that picture, and I guess... Um I don't remember the guy's name who took it but he was a spiritual photographer.
1: Oh okay. So you
0: could kind of tell
1: He might have had some doctoring up techniques. He right? might
0: have, yeah, he <laughs> might have. <laughs> So yeah, after he dies, then that's when you start getting all the ghost stories about Abe Lincoln. So we know
1: Now is that when his his uh, widow then Mary Todd I guess? Is that when she started getting into the spiritualism thing after he died? Or is that No, right? she,
0: she, was, she was into it while he was still alive after their son after, Willie died.
1: I got you. Okay.
0: But I okay. don't think she ever stopped getting into it. I think she liked it so much. And then she also had a habit of compulsively spending money. And then uh, towards the end when she was committed, uh, she had paranoid delusions. But yeah, so we know about um, Abe Lincoln's ghosts, or I'm going to tell you the stories about Abe Lincoln's ghosts in the White House, but we also know that his two sons' ghosts are possibly there, Willie and Eddie. Is that his name? Yeah, Willie Mm -hmm. and Eddie. Okay, uh uh-huh. But uh, according to the stories, President Lincoln will often appear in the Lincoln bedroom or the yellow oval room. Um, They say that he... Strides up and down the second floor hallways, and he'll tap on like knock on doors and stand by windows Huh, some people think that um, He appears president Lincoln appears to warn the country I guess of terrible things that are about to happen so the earliest Account that I could find I think I tried to go in chronological order, but I'm not really good with history It gets a little jumbled in my head but First Lady Grace Coolidge, she told a magazine that she saw him, President Lincoln, looking out a window in what would have been his office when he was alive. Wow. Um, And then the British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, he had just stepped out of a bath and he was naked but was smoking a cigar. Oh, boy. (laughs) Apparently, that was like a common thing for him to do. Also, he was, (laughs) um, so he was naked but smoking a cigar when he saw President Lincoln by the fireplace.
1: Wow. Uh What
0: he supposedly said was, good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Uh And uh, so everybody said he took it in stride. But then on subsequent visits, he asked to not stay in that room and he stayed in a different room.
1: Right. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Um, In 1946, President Truman said he went to bed at about nine, and then six hours later, he heard knocks on his door, which woke him up. And so he said he jumped up, put on his bathrobe. I guess he was naked, too. I guess everybody's naked. Um, Opened the door, and nobody was there. So he said he went out and looked up and down the hall, and he looked in the bedrooms, and nobody was there. So he locked the door and went back to bed. And then he heard footsteps. So he jumped up again and looked, and there was still nobody there.
1: Right. And Uh he said,
0: that place is haunted, sure as shooting. I guess that means it's haunted.
1: Sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure as shooting. Right.
0: And then in 1989, the White House curator said, that his dog would go in any room and would not go in that Lincoln bedroom. He said he, his dog would just stand outside the Lincoln bedroom and bark. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So a few years later or whatever, um, president Reagan's daughter and her husband, Dennis. Well, it starts with just her husband, Dennis, um, woke up to see a shadowy figure standing by the fireplace and, Maureen Reagan, President Reagan's daughter, said she didn't believe him. But then a couple of nights later, she also saw the shadowy figure standing by the fireplace. Uh-huh. What she said was that she initially thought it was her father standing in a red bathrobe until she realized that she could see through the figure that she was looking at. Uh-huh. President Roosevelt's valet, he said that he saw. Um, President Lincoln standing in the White House, and then the valet ran from the White House just screaming. Hmm. And so they said, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong? He saw the ghost. And at the same time, Franklin Roosevelt's wife, Eleanor, also reported that she could feel President Lincoln's presence, especially when she was working alone at night.
1: Hmm, interesting, Uh uh-huh.
0: Most presidents, when they've heard about this, they say, can you send him down here <laughs> to talk to me?
1: Right. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so, what's your take on ghosts and s- spirits and all that, Em? Do you, uh,
0: oh, I'm a sucker. That, that,
1: that might be another topic for uh, another podcast, but I believe that that can happen. I mean, I think we're all spirits living in bodies anyway, so you got to, when this body is done you gotta go somewhere or do something
0: Mm -hmm. yeah actually when i was working back in my teenage years i worked at starbucks i had a friend who he explained something to me that blew my mind which i think maybe it shouldn't have blown my mind but it did what he said was you know there's the law of conservation of energy where energy can't be destroyed or created it can only change
1: change forms
0: change forms yeah so uh, if you are energy living inside a body when you die the energy doesn't just disappear or isn't just destroyed because you can't destroy it you know
1: yeah yeah and then that spills over into what do they believe spiritually or you know religiously that's uh probably won't want to touch on that particular thing because there's so many different aspects of that and um to me, I think it's something you gotta. It's like a journey you have to figure out for yourself.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: uh, what you really believe in and what happens. But I totally believe that once these bodies of ours die, I mean, you there's you go and do something. That's all I'll say at this point. <laughs> but and having said that, that doesn't mean that it happens right away. You can kind of linger around for whatever reason. I believe you know. And also, you know, as you as you've cited and uh, stated there's so many different instances of seeing president Lincoln. Well, in my mind, it's like, well, once you're dead and gone body wise and you're now in a spiritual form, I'm not so sure that time exists like it does if you were in a living in a body like a normal person. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense?
0: And then there's that move, that show on Netflix, the haunting of Hill house. Uh I think They did that with the time, you know, They say we tend to perceive or think of time as a linear progression. And really what they said at the end of the show was it's like raindrops just kind of falling all around you.
1: And then also this, this deal with the spiritualism movement and seances and, you know, a medium and there's, I don't know if they use like a Ouija board or a device, you know, that might be another cool topic we could.
0: And now there there are so many devices. I was reading about that. Like, you know, I'm watching Ghost Adventures, and they're pulling out like a spirit box and a
1: yeah, makes noise, you know. Yeah. The, so
0: I was reading about how those work, and I was like, because you you know, you watch the show, they ask a question, and they get an answer to their question. But how do you know that that is even?
1: Yeah, and. I'm like, uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for all those kind of shows as well. And the funniest one I've ever saw, I forget what show it was, but I have to share it with you. So they're doing this investigation, not to digress, but. No, it's fine. <laughs> they're doing this investigation and they're like, of course, it's dark and everybody's like shifty eyes and looking around the room, you know, and if number one, if you're like wanting something to happen, then any little creak of the wall or, you know, any little, you know, noise is like, oh, you know. It might have been blah, 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 but you're looking for it to happen, and so it can. you can call something ordinary or common, you can mislabel that and think it's something else, because you want to see it so bad, but the, the the one I was referring to, and so this guy was saying, okay, if, if you know, give us a sign, blah, 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 and he said, it's, if you're here, knock once, if you're not here, knock twice, I'm like, now if he's not here, how's he going to knock twice? <laughs> And, and they, they like they left that in the script, I mean, in the show, and I just thought, and they're all, like, serious and listening, so if they're not here, not twice, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not twice, to me, that means you're there. Yeah, right. Whatever. It's kind of it's funny, so.
0: Yeah, I'm a sucker for all the ghost stories, and then. Yeah. But then, you know, there's other things, like, residual energy you know maybe something so crazy or bad happened here that
1: yeah made an imprint on the environment and just keeps replaying like a photograph i mean Mm -hmm. a phonograph Uh uh-huh and back to the like the spiritualism and the whole deal with the ouija board in my mind and you know different devices that you use is you're you're opening you're trying your best to open up a communication line with the spiritual world um now whatever device you're using you know how effective they are i don't know but the intention is there to open up a communication line well as long as the intention is there and you're trying to open up that line i mean who's to say that something on the other end can't answer your phone call you know Mm -hmm.
0: yeah well and then there are some people who think that the ouija board is a tool and things like that are tools to activate a part of your mind that isn't that we don't typically use anymore. And the more you would work out that m- muscle, I guess, it, for lack of a better analogy,
1: right. the easier and I it gets. And I think we do that as well. Similar. I mean, like, uh, if you're praying to your, like Christians pray to God, I mean, you're, you're trying your best to like calm your mind and open up that communication line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, so it's in prayer. It's kind of similar to me. Anywho.
0: So that's all I have on, uh, president Lincoln.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you could, you could like spend 10 hours just take, talking about that Abe Lincoln. I mean, gosh, he was such an interesting figure and, um, just the period of time that he was president and, and what was happening with our country and civil war and slavery and oh my gosh. And the spiritual movement was coming on and, uh, different things. So it was. Like I said, you could, you could spend as many shows as you'd like just talking about Abraham Lincoln and his history and what he experienced and different, you know, treaties are signed or, you know, all that stuff.
0: So Yeah, and then my favorite part about him so far has been that he is flawed, and he's not a perfect person, and he doesn't really pretend to be, or he didn't pretend to be.
1: Right. Um, and also... Um, you know, he being assassinated, he died. So violently, suddenly, maybe, uh-huh. he, maybe spiritually, he decided uh, his, you know, his work wasn't done here. You know, he mm-hmm. still had some things to do. Now, you know, you hear, you hear that as possible reason for ghost hauntings or, or paranormal stuff is the, the person, the spirit himself is like has unfinished business or.
0: You know. mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I always think if somebody dies a traumatic death, and especially an unexpected one something usually there's a ghost story involved after.
1: Yeah. And uh, I forget where I read this or lecture I was listening to something, but talking about the olden days, like when you're fighting with swords back in the battlefield it was, it was kind of common sometimes to, you know, kill the dude with your sword and the body falls over, but the sword is still there fighting you. Huh?
0: It's
1: like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) How's this happening? you know, Weird. <laughs> and so, uh, unfinished business, I guess. So, but that might be, uh, food for thought for another podcast. What do you say? Yeah,
0: sounds good. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll catch you next time.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I enjoyed it. I, Abe Lincoln was one of my, my favorite presidents, you know, on president's day, you always see like Lincoln and Washington and all the, the big ones, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, poor dude, he had a a pretty sad life.
0: Yeah, and I mean, really, reading about it, to me, it just goes back to, you look at successful people, and all you see is their um, accomplishments, you don't see the 300 failures that it took for them to uh, get there.
1: What is it, the Chinese proverb, or or somebody talks about success is falling down seven times, but getting up eight? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Pretty interesting, so... Well, I enjoyed it.
0: All right. See you next time. Thanks for having me. And thanks, everybody, for listening to us for another week. Uh, We will see you next Friday. In the meantime, you can find us on our Facebook group or on Instagram at Spooky Space Podcast. Or if you want to send in a ghost story, because we might do a campfire-style episode, um, you can email us your scary stories at um, Spooky Space Podcast at gmail.com. See you later.